what is the Enneagram? By the end of this video or podcast, wherever you're watching or listening, you're gonna understand the nine different Enneagram types. I'm John O'White, founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We work with leaders around the world. Thank you for subscribing, following, liking, sharing. That really helps us to help more leaders to become the very best leaders they can be. And if you haven't done that yet, please do click subscribe, click follow, like or share to help us get the word out. Uh, so what is the Enneagram? Well, the Enneagram is a, uh, is a personality profile and the reason I love the Enneagram is it's very deep. There's a lot of other behavior and personality profiles that I've used, Myers-Briggs, DISC, um, Working Genius by Patrick Lencioni, the Table Group. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. The Enneagram for me stands out because it's especially deep. It talks about motivations, what drives us, and there's levels of healthy to unhealthy, so you can really dig into it. Uh, I just recommend to you a book, The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan. I highly recommend that book if you're looking to get really open up and get an understanding of the Enneagram for yourself. But let's dive in. So Enneagram type one. Um, if you imagine there are nine types, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, so there's sort of nine different types and they do relate closely to each other. Um, and so the way it works is there's all these nine different numbers and then you have a wing as well. So a type one wing nine, type one wing two. So they, you always have a wing that's either side. So nine, uh, for a one, it's a nine or a two. For a two, it's a one or a three. For an eight, it's a nine or a seven, etc. So it's the two numbers next to you and they go around one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, around. Uh, so a type one on the Enneagram, what is that? Well, I'm a type one, so let me talk about myself. Um, the type one is called the reformer. And so a type one is perfectionistic. Uh, the type one is deeply uh, motivated by anger. And you have the different triads of the Enneagram, uh, which is around um, instinct and feeling and thinking. And um, you can dig into that yourself um, at a later date. But let me just say the one is called the reformer. And ones are very justice driven, uh, very deep, deep sort of anger, deep seated anger and perfectionistic. That's just surface level. I'm a one, so I, <laughs> I own that there's much more to me than that. But let's keep going. Enneagram type two. The Enneagram type two is called the helper. Uh, so if you're an Enneagram type two, then the, my favorite line from Enneagram type two is, you need a heart, have mine, it'll be fine. That's the Enneagram type two. Put myself last, don't even think of myself. Um, and so the Enneagram type twos are very focused on helping others. Once again, you can go a lot deeper, but I'm just giving you a quick summary. Enneagram type three, I have so many friends who are type threes. I love the type three. Type three is the, the achiever, driven by being the best. I want to be the best. I'm an achiever. Um, image conscious, focused on achieving. That's the type three. The type four, the individualist. The type four in the Enneagram is about being unique. I want to be set apart. I don't want to be like everyone else. I've got to find who I am and what, what it is about me that's unique. Um, Enneagram type five, the investigator, also called the specialist. I love the specialist. One of the things that stands out to me about the type five Enneagrams is that they talk about their emotions being like an imposter. I'm doing my thing and this emotion, sadness. Whoa, <laughs> what's that? That's inconvenient. I don't really like whatever that is. So that's where for a type five, the investigator or the specialist, emotions can be like a real imposter. Uh, so Enneagram type six, the Enneagram type six is really interesting because you have uh, phobic and counterphobic, and that's because the Enneagram type six is really driven by fear. And so one thing 
Um, just once again, really surface level that I've seen, a lot of Enneagram type sixes are great at risk assessments because they're great at seeing what could go wrong. And we look at that and go, oh, you know, we can look at that negatively, but that's actually such a gift. Particularly when you've got a team, it's so healthy to have different numbers represented because imagine what could have gone wrong in the past if we didn't have people saying, whoa, 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 what could go wrong here? Um, the other thing about, I mentioned phobic, counterphobic, and that's basically to say with this type, because they're, they're driven by fear, you have the two, you actually have two different type sixes. The phobic is where um, I'm, I, I'm afraid, and so I'm looking out to see what could go wrong, and, I, and, and because I'm afraid, okay? So just basically is what it is. Counterphobic is where you've got a six who's driven by fear, but the way they live that out is that they are counterphobic. They actually rebel against the fear. They're like, I have this deep, fear and the way I'm going to deal with that is I'm going to face it head on and I'm going to rebel against so a, a, nor, a, a normal is the wrong word a phobic six type six on the Enneagram fear driven will be very authority look at authority um, figures you know is very important for them a counterphobic comes across extremely the opposite way they're a counter authority super rebellious because they're pushing against where all their um with their fear so that's just i've touched on a couple of things without going into it too much hope that's helpful type seven the enthusiast okay so our type sevens their deep drive is fun the type seven i have a friend who is a seven and you can sum up type sevens in one word fomo fear of missing out you know type sevens plan their holidays in advance because i've got to have something to look forward to they're always looking and it's a deep sense of wanting to have fun. You know, it's, it's not just a, you know, there's a really deep, um, it's a really, once again, it's a really positive thing. It, it, it can be healthy, it can be unhealthy, but wanting to have fun which can sound so superficial, but it's not. Um, they are such a joy to be around. In fact, one of the things about the different types in the Enneagram is that when you're really healthy versus unhealthy, you actually have a different type that you appear like. So I'm a type one, and when I'm in a really healthy place, I look like a type seven. So a one, perfectionistic, driven by anger, who's in a really healthy place, is a lot of fun to be around. And, it, and so that's, whereas when I'm unhealthy, I look more like a four. So for me as a one, the four, remember, is that individualist, unique, I just wanna work out who I am, which if that's who someone's made to be, then that's incredible. But for me, when I look like that, I'm not in a good place because I'm, I'm, I'm melancholy, melodramatic. That means I'm in an unhealthy place. And I found that to be very true for me. So back to type sevens, the enthusiasts. Fun loving, just a joy to be around. I have lots of friends who are sevens and they're just, they make my life much better. And uh, my wife Liz is a, is a six, type six with a seven wing. And boy, she's so much fun. And uh, I really appreciate that about her. I really appreciate that about her. Type eight, the challenger, love a good type eight. Um, the challenger, powerful. One of the things about an eight is you know an eight when they walk in the room. <laughs> an eight, you'll be 20 people in a room and then an eight walks in and you're drawn to them because they, they, they value confidence. You know, they walk in confidence and it's actually really interesting, but this is how they protect themselves. They, they protect themselves um, by uh, challenging. And so an eight will, will call someone on something, they'll step into the challenge. And what I love about the type eight, that blows my mind. Uh, and if you're a type eight, I wonder if you'd identify with this. Type eights 
um, actually experience intimacy and conflict <laughs> and confrontation. So for a lot of us, we have a conflict and we are ready to run for our lives. And we're like, I can't believe I survived that. I'm alive, yep, check my limbs. For a type eight, they'll have a confrontation with someone. I disagree, no, I disagree, I think this. No, I, that, that's not true, I think this. And a type eight will actually go, I feel so close to that person now. That's what a type eight is. And sometimes for a type eight, they'll, they'll feel like, what is wrong with you? Why are you reacting like that? We just had such a great conflict. I'm feeling so close to you now. So that's the Enneagram type eight, the challenger. An Enneagram type nine, this is my wing. Remember, every number has a wing either side. I'm a type one with a nine wing. So the type nine is the peacemaker. And so it's helpful with this one to look at it through the lens of the eight, because like I said, as you dig deeper into this, you'll see there's a lot of different correlations you can make um, between how the different types inter, you know, interrelate. One of the interesting things um, about the eight, nine, and one, which is a triad, eight, nine, and one, they're, they're three that actually ha are, are all based on instinct, um, and there's a, there's a drive around anger, okay? So a one, which is me, internalizes their anger. So I don't wanna be angry because perfectionistic, I wanna do the right thing, and then this anger bubbles out and I'm like, I try to put it back in. So there's an internalization of anger, justice driven. Um, so once again, that can play out in beautiful, healthy ways, or it can look really ugly and be really unhealthy, right? All of us can be healthy or unhealthy at different times. And we wanna, we wanna be living in the healthiest way possible with, the different, with, with our natural type. The eight, okay, same anger, but instead of internalizing it, I'm gonna externalize it. I'm going to protect myself by, you know, challenge that. I'm gonna step up and challenge. And so eights are beautiful protectors. Um, another thing that I read, you might assume that eights would be the bully. No, no, no. Uh, eights, eights are much less often the bully and much more often they're the kid that stands up for the kid being bullied. They're the kid that goes, whoa, hey, don't, hang on a second person who's trying to act confident bully. Let me get in your face and challenge you. That's an eight and that's really cool. So the ones internalizing their anger, the eights externalizing their anger, and then you've got the nines, the peacemaker, ignoring their anger. Maybe if we just don't worry about it, it'll be okay. Okay, the nines are the peacemaker. Now I make light of that, but it's a beautiful gift to have a peacemaker. I know some wonderful nines, and they, they honestly have such an ability to bring people together to diffuse situations. So once again, healthy, unhealthy, right? We're not just, there's no right or wrong or good or bad Enneagram. It's all about finding out what your type is and working out what does it look like for me to be really healthy in terms of how, how I operate naturally. Um, so easygoing, uh, complacent, agreeable, reassuring. Um, so let me give you an example of a nine, a, a very nine thing. I think there can be a lot of indecisiveness for a nine. Peacemaker, so I care so much about. So if you're married to a nine, you have a friend who's a nine, um, you might say to them, oh, where do you want to go for dinner? And they'll go, hmm, hmm. And then they'll finally decide they could go to one of these three places. Actually, no, let's go to that, oh, yeah, let's go to that place. And then you're on the way, maybe you're an eight, and you go, you know, I don't want to go there, I want to go there they'll be really offended because <laughs> they've taken all that time to get to that decision, but they'll probably say, yeah, okay. And so I love this idea of if you've got a nine that's really close in your life, give them, a, give them a couple of options. Say to them, and this is from the road back to you, I'm pretty sure Ian Morgan talks about this. 
Um, if you've got a nine, say you're, say you're married to a nine, instead of saying, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? Say to them, do you want Thai, Chinese, or burgers tonight? And once you narrow down their options, it's much easier for them to decide because what they'll often know is not what they want, but they'll know what they don't want. Mm, I don't want Thai, I don't want Chinese, burgers. Okay, I'd like burgers. And then once they make their decision, zip it. No changing your mind. Because the nine making a decision is a big deal. <laughs> and um, I reckon my wife Liz experiences this because I do struggle when plans change, particularly when I've been involved in making them. Because it takes so much effort for me to make a plan. And so by the time we get on board with it, and then Liz will say, oh, maybe we should do that. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> um, but I'm a nine wing. So someone who is a nine is much le less likely to react like that and much more likely to, to react like that internally, but ignore it and go, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so um, once again, I don't want to make fun of the nines. I want to honor the, the peacemakers because um, we need all the numbers. So if you're an eight and you're feeling convicted about challenging everything that moves, hey, don't get too down on yourself for being a challenger. It's about how do you, ch how do you challenge healthily because your ch natural challenging is a gift. If you're a peacemaker, and another thing about nines, which some nines don't like, for me as a nine wing, I really embrace this. Nines often love sleeping because resting and sleeping is such a, um, I just have experience from chatting with nines. It is very built in to a nine and definitely as a nine wing, it's something I've learned much more about myself. I love a good nap. I love a good sleep. We go away with friends and they're shocked at how much I sleep. Um, it's true. And so that's a really quick overview of the Enneagram. Uh, if you found this helpful and it's helped you to get clear in your leadership or maybe in your family or maybe in your relationships for a video or podcast like this, then comment with the word clarity. And I wanna thank you again for listening or watching and particularly for subscribing, following, liking, sharing. If you, when you do that, it really helps us at Clarity to help more leaders to become the very best they can be. If you haven't done that yet, please do that now. Click subscribe, follow, like, or share wherever you're watching or listening so that we can help more people. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you and to hopefully give you some valuable insight around the Enneagram. My, one of my favorite tools to use with teams and organizations of all sizes and all levels at the moment, uh, I really am loving the Enneagram. It's just so deep and I'm always looking for something that helps people to have aha moments and I've experienced that. There's some big aha moments I've had and I've seen other people have through the Enneagram. So I hope you found this valuable and I look forward to catching you next time. Cheers.